is the first industrial exposure session from a series of industrial exposure sessions that we are going to conduct. For this industrial exposure session, we're going to cover about petroleum engineering. We're going to have some insights about if you are a mechanical engineer or a chemical engineer, or if you are an engineer in general, what do you need to learn about petroleum engineering? And with us today is Sol Helmi. He's an engineer at Betfinas for seven years now, and he's going to share about his experience himself later on. Good evening, guys. My name is Yuzumi Yusuf. I am currently working um, as a drilling engineer um, with Petronas. Mm -hmm. It's been seven years now. You studied in Colorado School of Mines, right, in yes. the United States. So how did you get there? I got a scholarship from Petronas, and uh, for some reason, I chose to study petroleum engineering. Um, I think at the time, Colorado School of Mines was uh, in the top 10 of uh, engineering school, and that's, how, that's why I selected Tell us about your journey in petroleum engineering in Petronas. You are specialized uh, in drilling department, right? Mm -hmm. So tell us about the drilling department you are in and how your job scope uh, changed. The industry itself is very big. Drilling is one component of the upstream uh, component of oil and gas. The position that I'm doing now is actually a drilling engineer in office. So basically a lot of the work um, involves in engineering planning uh, operation planning and material uh, selection and purchase. So it's the same as a project engineer, but focusing on drilling or multiple wells for a project. Yeah. So right now, most of the work is basically office based. But I've the 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 first two years I was in the industry, I started off um, in the field as a, in a workover, another branch of drilling engineering. So the first two years was in the field, and then. I got back to office um, and since then I was in the office most of the time. But when my the project started, I would go to the field time, time to time. So for someone who have no idea about uh, petroleum engineering, can you tell us about the divisions in petroleum engineering? Okay. So there's a difference in petroleum engineering uh, itself and also oil and gas industry itself. So petroleum engineering is one component of oil and gas industry. Um, I would say petroleum engineering is another focus inside the upstream businesses. So if we were to draw a bigger picture, the first uh, box would be oil and gas industry. And then we divide it into two, downstream and upstream. And then under upstream, one branch of it is petroleum engineering. And under that petroleum engineering, there's drilling engineering, um, what else? Completion engineering, petrophysics, reservoir, and so on. There's like six or five other components of petroleum engineering. And I'm only one of that small um, subdivisions of petroleum engineering. So talking to you guys uh, it, as mechanical engineers uh, students, you guys might not necessarily be in petroleum engineering department or, or uh, specialty, but you guys have the potential you know, possibilities to work in oil and gas industry itself. And oil and gas industry is, is super wide and there's multiple positions that are available for mechanical engineering students. Okay, we have also some students here are from chemical engineering. So okay. for chemical engineering, where do they actually fit in this structure you mentioned? Um, for chemical engineering, most of, if you guys really want to practice you know, the, the basic principles of chemical engineering, I would advise for you to go to downstream businesses. 
especially to the uh, business structure that deals with the plants, um, the, the factories or the, the, you know, how in Kuteh or in Saudi or in Johor right now, they have the, the facilities and the plants for petroleum products. So that would be the best chemical engineering discipline students to practice their um, skills and work as a pure chemical engineer. Um, as a whole, for me, I mean, this is just a general advice. Uh, regardless of your uh, major in degree, you technically can work anywhere in the industry. Your skills can be utilized anywhere. Uh, okay, so you speaking, you were mentioning about uh, upstream and downstream um, like uh, industry. So mm -hmm. can you clarify more about the concept of an upstream industry and downstream and what's the differences of the type of work you actually do as an engineer? Okay, so how do you define that? Um, so imagine, um, imagine a sea and land. Okay. okay. So most of the gas in Malaysia, I'm talking about Malaysia, oil is under the sea. Okay, so when we drill, when we produce, the oil would come up from the uh, subsurface into the sea level, from the sea level, go towards the land. So everything from the uh, sea line with the land line is actually upstream and on the land and whatever happens to the petroleum or crude oil is considered downstream. Everything that you would bring from below to the surface is upstream. So you bring it up. So once the petroleum or crude oil reaches the surface, and being transported into the facilities or to the plants, that is the point where we demark the downstream businesses. The for you guys, the pure engineering or the, the the classic engineering disciplines have more opportunities in oil and gas because this position constitutes of the major positions in oil and gas industry. Petroleum is just a small portion of it. A lot of us are actually in the third, fourth years. Like, so we are in the final years of uh, our academics. Uh, can you give us what should we actually do right now if we want to specialize petroleum engineering or get into the oil and gas industry? Okay. One, I would advise you to graduate first. <laughs> okay. Focus and graduate. Um, but throughout this process or this period of um, your, uh, what do you call that? your degree or under undergrad studies focus on developing your engineering skills the the mindset of of how engineers supposed to think so um when as a as a as a member of the industry we are all looking for undergrads or new members newcomers to the industry that could provide us the manpower that that could give us solutions so that's what engineering is all about so for you guys, I would advise to, um, you know, really own and um, learn the skill of engineering. Um, so to sharpen your mind on how to be able to provide solutions, um, how to solve problems and how to convince uh, people on your solution that you guys provide. So it, it's more into the idea of uh, you have to possess the engineering problem-solving skills so you can analyze problems, solve them, 
as well as the communication skills to deliver those messages and convince the team that, okay, this idea is actually worthwhile or something like this. Correct. Not necessarily uh, if, if you working, uh, if you studying mechanical engineering, doesn't necessarily, we, we won't expect you guys to, when, to know everything about petroleum engineering. When we work, when you are, the company will develop you and teach you and train you to, to, to suit for your position. Okay, I think we have some of the questions from the audience. The question starts from uh, Rafat here. First question is, what is your insight and advice for petroleum engineering during the difficult time of oil crisis? Just a backstory, when I first joined um, the industry, the industry was actually on a high high point. Oil, oil price was about $100 per barrel. Two years after that, um, the first, I mean, the first downturn that I experienced happened in 2014-2015 and at that time the industry was almost crashing we have a lot of layoffs a lot of people got fired not fired lah, got laid off from work a lot of small businesses in oil and gas industry had to shut down so the the the, the business kind of shrink so manpower also shrink and then it recovers and now this year it happened again so for petroleum engineering students, I would advise don't lose hope yet, regardless of or any any students that would want to venture in oil and gas industry, don't lose hope yet. Companies will still try to find you know fresh members to join the industry to keep the industry alive and companies alive. Try as best as you can, but also be realistic. This industry is a really volatile industry. It could change, it could, the, the cycle could happen every year or every two years. So be prepared. And also, don't, if, you, if you aim to be in oil and gas industry, but if the situation happens as of right now, the industry is not doing well, try to find jobs somewhere else as well as a backup. Yeah, yeah. oil and gas industry is, for me, it's not the safest um, industry to be in. But if you're good, people, companies would, would keep you and continue to use you as as the, as the workforce. Also, um, there's my experience as well, um, not per se my experience, but my, my colleagues and friends uh, who got laid off because of the previous downturn. Some of them studied petroleum engineering. So at the beginning when they got first laid off, they, they had difficulties to find new jobs in the oil and gas industry because of petroleum engineering, um, because they had petroleum engineering major. So in the industry or in the working industry, petroleum engineering could only be applicable to oil and gas industry. No other industry would take us. But for mechanical, chemical, people or other industry would still able to take them. So it's lucky for you guys who studied the classic engineering degrees because you guys can literally go anywhere. But for petroleum, it's a little bit harder to go out because oh. of the title of your degree. But if you could prove to this company that you are worth to be taken into the companies, they will definitely hire you. The next question is kind of a follow-up question to the same uh, idea. So he's speaking about the incidents that's happening about every six years or, or so from the decline of the prices in oil and gas. So do you think this cycle will keep occurring? Just as other industries or other businesses, um, everything is in cycles mm -hmm. and but however in 
oil and gas cycles. So far, if you see the history uh, data, historical data, the cycle keeps coming closer and closer. So before 2013, 2014, the previous downturn was, I think, in 2000 and I think, I think eight. So the gaps is becoming closer and now it's two years. So who knows next year it would come again. But also there's a, there's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, reasons of why this cycle is happening. Like right now, suddenly because of Saudi and Russia uh, political influence, um, and then because of US trade war with China. So anything could happen, but we are aware that it's a vicious industry and it's a very uh, political induced industry. And then he, he was also mentioning about why the industry recovered very fast after the 2008 crisis when the market crashed. As an engineer, as well as, as a member of the industry, you have to you know keep in touch with this uh, information as well. So uh, previously, the, the 2014-2013 downturn, it was um, harder to for us to recover. So most of the industry players was in the was going into the survival mode, you know. So people were starting to cut off cost and just to survive, barely surviving. And because of industry itself was you know affected by it, so oil price this 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 countries or these OPEC countries or these sellers, oil and gas sellers, cannot really adapt to the price. So they have to increase the price again. So that's why it recovers. And same goes like, like now, those uh, oil importers uh, in OPEC countries or Saudi and Russia, they decided that they want to tackle um, other, other, other players in the game to lose. So that's why they increase the supply and that's why the oil price drops. So one day they could not stand with this price anymore they will bring it up again i see so it's all in the idea of supply and demand i mean um, this is interesting right now this year is interesting because not just the oil and price um, is impacting the industry but then when this covid um, pandemic happens it also impacts us a lot because a lot of work are being suspended right now Okay, we have another question from Sohaib. Yeah, I, I can. I think I read that. Patronus, okay. what Patronus is doing about projects in progress during a recession. This is a sensitive issue. For us right now, um, for a company, not just Patronus, a lot of operators, oil operators, would go and reevaluate the projects whether with this new oil price, would it still be economical for you to run and uh, to proceed with the projects? So a lot of the projects were sanctioned, were, were you know, given the uh, authority to be proceed, to, to, to begin to start with an estimate of oil price. So like the project that I'm working on right now, we were using $50 per barrel of estimation. But right now it's becoming $30 per barrel. So our team had to go back to our initial plan initial economics um, studies and look back whether with this new oil price, would it still be economical and do we have enough money to to start with the project? So to answer your question, Suhaib, uh, that's what we're doing. We re-evaluating the projects and if it's not economical with this current oil price, we might put a stop on it or probably not continue with what we have more. So we would start at the current phase um if we have enough money we would continue it if we don't 
we're just going to stop and focus on the lower cost but higher profit margin projects. Let's get back to some of the questions that we got from the forum about the difference between the university life and the uh, working working life experience in that. You highlighted about this earlier because a lot of universities right now is having uh, either stopped the academic uh, calendar or they're having online learning. So usually students have more time. So if we are going to utilize this time to benefit ourselves or to learn specific skill or something like this, with respect petroleum engineering or oil and gas industry, is there something that you see that's in demand, like a software or certain technical skills? I wouldn't recommend uh, students to go and you know start playing around with um, our specific uh, softwares because um, you would need you would need to have a basic understanding of petroleum engineering and also the projects you you, you are working on, but. For me, um, this, this is a personal opinion. For the students right now to, to be competitive in the industry, I would recommend for you guys to have probably a deeper understanding on the data science and how to, to study data and historical data. And how would you come up with a solution based on historical data? So this is mostly dealing with um, all the, you know, data science and data engineering. So that's the, the in thing right now that companies are looking for. If you have that additional um, experience or skills with data engineering and data science, that would definitely sell you to the industry. One more question uh, regarding this also for those who are going through an internship or something like this. What is your kind of dream intern or like in terms of attitude, next to the technical skills, you already covered that, in terms of attitude or behaviors, what are the things that you look up to if you're going to have to supervise an intern? All right. So putting aside, I know most of your uh, internship programs, you guys have to, I don't know, write a paper or write a final report about it, right? Yeah. So putting that report aside, as an intern, I would I would look for an intern that is willing to learn something new and willing to, you know, expand the knowledge regardless of uh, his or her, you know, study background. So as long as you show the willingness and you show your teamwork and your leadership skills, for me, that's good enough. And also how, I mean, for me itself, I would train the intent to develop themselves in having communication skills, having, you know, the, the experience to work with people, because this is the, 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 the chance for you to understand how people react when at work, at work condition, you know, some people could go crazy, some people could go really slow. So that, that gives you the opportunity to look how real life looks like. So use the experience and try to mingle around, get networking around with people. Probably the people that you are not working with, but you network with during your internship could give you a job one day. You mentioned mm. that the period of the internship is usually very small. Three months is, you're not going to learn much during the three months of the internship. But it will be your first time to get in the industry and work in a team or be supervised, have a manager, have some colleagues to work. What you, the most thing you want to learn out of this experience is how to deal with the team, how to work in such an environment, how to actually become useful to this team with your very little experience. Do you have any something to add to that? I would also recommend you guys, let's say for mechanical engineering student, if somehow 
you guys did not get an internship position with an engineering firm, uh, be open about it. Just use the time to learn, to know how you you yourself would be able to adapt in in a new environment and use that time to uh, upskill yourself and train yourself on how to be better and to prepare for the next real world interview. What are your predictions about the industry? Is it going to recover or not? Reading about it in, in the in the news and in the you know forums and blogs about the industry, the whole industry is hoping that everything would come back as uh, normal soon. The sooner the better. But realistic, realistically, uh, people are uh, thinking that this because of the current one is a geopolitical uh, matters. So it really depends on how those countries would react. But as an industry, the market itself would probably, you know, recovers itself in minimum one or two years from now. The oil price would net would probably not go back to 100 again, but it should be going up to 50s or 60s in, I think, less than two years time. But we are also getting ready for another downturn probably in 2027 or 8. From 2014, how long did it take to for the company or the brasses to recover again? I think since 2013 and 2014, the price goes back to 60s, uh, $60 per barrel around 2000 and late 2018 or 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, about two, three years, depending, depending on the market. But it did not go back to 100 or like what we wish that it was. It only goes up to, I think highest was a few days, about 70s. Yeah, okay. so it really depends on how how the world itself reacts. What are the difficulties uh, next to the people who are actually uh, laid off or something like this? For you as an employee, what are the difficulties you face during such crisis? Number one, I would say the anxiety because you know you you are working in a volatile industry. There was always this question of, of am I next to go? Am I the next person to go? Or this neighbor to me is the next person to go? So it's really anxious time and it's really scary time. But what we were encouraged was that just keep doing the best you can because the companies would not let good people go. So as long as you prove to yourself, to your managers, to your, you know, the corporation itself that you are worth to be keeping for, you will be kept. So you would need to prepare yourself in case you get laid off. So, you know, working when you work, you still need to prepare some savings, some emergency savings, just in case of like this. For the audience here, uh, does anyone have any questions? I want to ask you about, you have uh, graduated from Colorado School of Mines, right? And mm -hmm. trained in Colorado. And now you're one of the Petronas team. So what do you think that the international engineer qualities uh, and skills should have, I mean, and, and defer him from, from maybe like local engineer or local skill? You mean an international graduate versus a local graduate? Yeah. I should not expect differently from, you know, a local graduate and international graduate. Uh, we would expect that 
all graduates would have the same skill and show us that you should be a part of the team. But what I have, I have observed throughout the years, the difference between a local, some local graduates, uh, I'm not saying all, some local graduates mm -hmm. and most of uh, international graduates are the social skills, the, the, the interpersonal skills. Those are, for me, that I observe the differences are. So I noticed that a lot of local graduates, mm -hmm. most of them are scared to talk and scared to express their opinions. And also it reflects in their work whereby it is also hard for them to convince the management or the team their ideas and their solutions. So my advice to all graduates, not local or international, this is the time that you guys should brush up your inter interpersonal skills, um, your social skills, your presentation skills, your communication skills, uh, regardless of you know, people are talking or you should have a fluent English skills or whatever. It does not matter as long as you are able to convince in what language you, you speak in however broken English you speak, as long as the message is delivered, it would be good enough for us. Uh, hi. Yeah, I have a question for you. Apart from technical skills that can be that differ from uh, in for different different in different positions in companies. Well, what are mm -hmm. the skills? that will help you stand out as a graduate engineer. And uh, for a person who has studied abroad, do you think that there's like, uh, do, do people who studied abroad stand out or uh, offer different uh, benefits to companies as opposed to people who graduated or were educated locally in Malaysia? If, um, the, if, the, if they did stand out, what kind of skills were you trained specifically abroad that we might be able to try to obtain here in Malaysia? I think all of your questions actually would lead to one answers for me. It's the interpersonal or intersocial skill. It's the communication skills and the, I would say, presentableness, presentability of yourself to the, to the people that you interview with. That's what the major difference that I've seen so far between local graduates and international graduates. But I'm not saying all of them are like that. So regardless of where you study, that is what, apart from technical skills, yeah, this is what you need to brush up on. How uh, would you present yourself? And uh, when I say present yourself, what companies are looking for is people with teamwork, people with leadership skills, and people with problem-solving mentality. So the, your interviewees, interviewers would ask you, would give you a set of problems, mm. and they will ask you how, would you, how would you recommend us to solve this? So those are kind of the, the examples of questions that, that you will face during your interviews. And that is how they would gauge your, your mind and your skills to be, able to, recommend, to be able to be recommended to the companies. My advice to you guys just like just now, whatever internship position or internship opportunities that you get, just use the time wisely, learn how to work with people and take what is positive from that experience and use it for your future experience. So let's say for you guys, a mechanical engineer, for example, mm -hmm. somehow had to work with, I don't know, let's say Lazada, a, a, a shipping company, a mm -hmm. logistical company. So probably you would learn uh, some management skills, some business skills mm -hmm. that is also important that could be useful for yourself and could be sell, could be sold as your 
additional uh, skills in your resume and your interviews? So being the choosy is not the stand that the students should take this uh, stage. My, my personal advice is aim for the companies that would reflect your degree or mm -hmm. your industry or go for the industry that you would want to learn more deeply into, but also have a backup plan. Prepare a plan B, plan C, and plan D. If I didn't get the internship with company A, I have the second aim. If I don't have second aim, I have the third aim. So my question is about bitterness, regardless about the bit, uh, petroleum, uh, oil and gas industry. Your experience for the last, the last seven years in bitterness, can you like tell us about the culture in bitterness? Uh, the culture is really, I wouldn't say it's a super fast-paced uh, company. It is growing into a faster-paced company. So everything has to be solved really quickly. And you are expected to learn stuff very quickly. And you have to be very dynamic with the changes. But you are not expected, for my department, you're not expected to come to work at 7. Uh, you're not expected to leave the, 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 the office by 9 or 10 p.m. So my boss, my management is really, I would say, chill about the timing. As long as the work is completed, you are okay. But there's another culture that is common in Petronas is that they would like to see you to prove that you are giving more than you are expected. So not only your basic work requirement, but you also have to come up with something new and would benefit the company. And that would really drive yourself, yourself up within the career progression. I still have one more question. I think Omar asked this question at first, the common 10% between the university life and the professional life and so on. So how do you think like, students can close this gap between the professional life and the university life? Um, that is a very good question. And also, I have not yet find the answer. So <laughs> because the answers keep progressing. Mm. So when you come, one thing that um, is actually missing in a lot of people's mind that you should be aware of, that your education does not end when you graduate. So education and knowledge expansion continues from day one of your graduation. For me, it starts on when it starts during your first day of work. So day by day, you just need to keep learning and close the gap. Before we end, uh, so do you have any yeah. last sharings you want to share with us? I would, I would recommend you guys to keep searching for and keep exposing yourself to different industries look into the other industry as well. So oil and gas is, is a very dynamic and very volatile industry. So probably, it, this is not me saying it's not good to be in oil and gas, yeah? but open up to other industries as well. It's not the end of the world if you guys don't get into oil and gas. So keep studying and keep exposing yourself to, to other industries. Keep networking. This is what you guys are doing right now. It's very good. This is the first time I talk to UM students. One more question. One more question. Yes. I'm sorry about that. But in regards to um, climbing up the ranks and proving yourself in big companies like Petronas and whatnot, I, uh, mm. I was wondering what the best route to take it as, as a graduate engineer. If I were to further my studies in master's, would that make my chances better if I were to work in a, in a big company uh, like Petronas? 
or or it doesn't really make a difference and everyone will end up starting from the same point and that uh, and prove themselves throughout the years that they work in the company okay there's two ways of looking into that muhammad uh, is it yes yeah so in my line of work we are actually looking for people who are starting fresh from degree so because we would have the more we would have more time with a fresh mind to you know to mold and train and 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 develop them into a drilling engineer whereby if you take masters first you would be you know you would graduate masters when you like what 26 or 25 i think so probably it's you're a little too old to to start as a drilling engineer so but a lot of us right now after a few years of uh, experience working in a company then they would go and do masters so with what i'm saying is with a uh, a very technical position like myself and um, any other position in the industry uh, i would recommend for you to start work first get to know what is your interest in the industry or in your career then only venture in into masters okay uh, so i want to ask you about the, uh, how do you see the career ladder in oil and gas industry is it faster comparing to other industry speaking industry wise i would say it's the same um it really depends on the organization that you are working with so if a smaller company you are working in a smaller company there the chances of you getting promoted faster is higher because you are only competing with let's say 20 people but for myself my department alone has about 200 people so i'm i'm competing with 200 people of the same um experience the same uh, background and the same skills so honestly speaking working in a bigger industry is more challenging for you to climb the career ladders mm. comparing for you to work in a smaller companies so industry wise it's the same but also if you get to work in a smaller company it would be more challenging because you would be needing to you know cater more work and cover more backgrounds of work because it's only a small unit comparing to like Petronas a big organization where everything is specialized so i do have a question uh, you mark yes i do hi again <laughs> so my question is regarding learning do you ever feel that you are not learning new things anymore rather you're doing some of the things that you've already learned continuously over and over the years or is there a large enough pool of information or knowledge that you can gain over your 20 30 year career in a specific uh, field of engineering such as your petroleum okay i would say i am more than able to learn new stuff every day and it has been very overwhelming because there's a lot of new technologies coming up a lot of new discoveries coming up and even while working i discover there's a new way of solving problems that i've never think of and you always have to keep up with the with the new things and also you also have to go back to the previous historical things or basic things that you still need to refresh yourself so i would say no i've never had any time that i say oh, i don't have anything new to learn 
you have to keep challenging yourself and get get into something new. Okay, that that's great. Thank you. Yeah, like right now, Suhaib, um, mm-hmm. the the entire in the, the entire world is growing into a data driven industry. So right. even in oil and gas, we are going towards data, and how we manage and evaluate the data to provide better solution for the future projects that we are doing. So uh, if you have new ideas that relate to maybe some kind of research and development, so if, say for example, if you have a new idea on how you can implement data, you can sort of present that to your team, and they will be more. Will they be really receptive to to your suggestion and? Will they allow allow you a platform to sort of work on something like that? Yes, in in Petronas itself, we have this culture of improvising our day to day work, and also we are going crazy about this, you know, automation of work, on how to make some thinking process faster by AI. So if you have a solution, if you have, you could come up with a technology that could make. Your thinking process faster. They would definitely be on the table, and that's what the management, my management, is looking for right now. That that's great. 